Hello, I'm Ben Eagle, a podcaster, journalist, and rural communications consultant, and welcome to Rural Business Focus. This is the podcast for rural businesses and those looking to start a business in the countryside. Episodes are released each Tuesday to inspire and support you to be your very best, both personally and for your business. Please subscribe to the show wherever you're listening, and if you think this episode will help someone you know, forward it on to them. It's the only way the show grows, by you sharing it. So thank you for that. But now. Let's start today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 80 of Rural Business Focus with me, Ben Eagle. Today, we're talking about websites and what makes a good website, what might make a not so good website. Uh, And I'm thrilled to say that I am joined by US-based entrepreneur and business coach, Ali Robbins today. Ali is CEO of Snowy Mountain Marketing, a website development agency that specializes in the rural sector. Ali also hosts the Agriculture and Rural Business podcast, which is packed full of really interesting content. And it's how I actually got to know about her in the first place. Um, For those of you who haven't already listened to it, I recommend scrolling all the way back to episode 42 of this podcast which also features ali it's actually ali it's it's our it's our second most downloaded podcast episode as well i should just say that that's Um, awesome been going down really well um so ali's seen and developed loads of websites um so i'm really grateful that she's offered to give us some of her wisdom today uh, when it comes to uh, making a good site. Ali, it's so good to have you back on the podcast. What, what have you been up to since you last on? It's been been a while, probably been about a year or so. Yeah, well, thank you for having me on again, Ben. Um, you know, just, just growing businesses and um, I am expecting my second child in July. So congratulations. Yes, thank you. That's that's kind of what's been going on. We've been doing a lot of um, things over at Snowy Mountain Marketing, including we have a new online course that people can take if they are wanting to do their own website. Um, and yeah, just working with different website clients. So it's been busy, but it's been good. Tell us a little bit about Snowy Mountain Marketing, first of all, in terms of your offer and, and who you work with. Yeah, so Snow Mountain Marketing works with agriculture and rural businesses. Um, we can work with any business, but we we really specialize with ag and rural. Um, and we help them increase sales with their website. So basically what we do is we take our strate- strategic framework and implement it onto your site. We also redesign your website. Um, So it includes some of your branding. Uh, We have an awesome graphic designer, Sunday. She takes into account your current logo or if you want, you know, an upgraded logo, an upgraded look. Um, She's really, really good at what she does. If you go to snowymountainmarketing.com, you'll see my website there. Um, She's done that along with, if you go to our portfolio, you'll see, see the work she's done there. We also have a copy creator who brings in um, the copy creation. So she creates the text on the website. So she makes you sound really, really good. Um, (laughs) But 
like our main focus for your website is to talk to your ideal customer because that's what your website is all about. And so we have, you know, three different packages and mainly the people pick the middle one where we kind of come in, revamp your website and set you up for success, whether you're an online store or you are um, just a service provider. We we want to make sure that that customer journey for people coming in to work with you is easy it's really easy for them to move forward and buy from you. A lot of business owners, when it comes to their website, they try to they try to make it look good. They don't really know what they're doing, and they end up making the, their their website very complicated and very unuser friendly. And so, it it ultimately is doing you know detriment to their business because people don't know how to buy. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they do. And so we come in, we guide you on you know what your website should include and what it should not include, and we make you look really good because often your website is the first impression that people get. And so I we believe it's very very important to set things off on the right foot so you're not. Um, so you're not backtracking and, you know, I often think of it as like a storefront. If your yeah. storefront is got a lot of kind of garbage or it's very confusing or people are like, I don't know what this person sells, then they're most likely not going to buy. And that's the same thing for your website. Yeah, I think it's great. There's so much in there already to unpick and we will go into a detail later. Just last night, actually, um, I was uh, looking, I've been looking for some local networking groups. Um, and there's there's quite a few businesses that do this now, but uh, I went on one, and honestly, I really it, it looked great. Their site looked fantastic, and I really wanted to engage with this group. And it looked like they're all having a great fun, but I had no idea from their site how how to contact them, how much it was, um, when it was, just all that basic information. And I, I don't know how they managed to get to that stage where they got a brilliant site, but mm -hmm. it wasn't really usable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what we see a lot. And, you know, often what I tell business owners is like, put yourself in your customer's shoes, your potential customer's shoes. Is it easy for you to understand? Is it easy for you to understand the basics? Like you were saying, like, how much is it? How do I move forward? Like, what do I do next? Um, yeah. we as humans, we need to be told what to do because other, like, otherwise, like you said, you're like, I don't know, I don't know how to move forward. And it's like, you're probably losing, they're probably losing a lot of sales because of that, that yeah. simple thing that we often overlook a lot. Yeah. Um, we're going to dive into websites in a deep way today. That's what it's about. But before we do, um, I just want to ask you a little bit about your own business journey, um, which I've been following from afar. I, I know a little bit about this story, but just for the listeners, um, can you just tell us about um, yourself and your business journey um, and why I suppose websites became your thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, a lot of people start their business because they do what they, they they love what they do, right? And that was kind of the opposite for me. I was looking to make some extra money um, I was working as a rangeland specialist at uh, a government agency here called the NRCS, and I was looking to make some extra money. And so I thought, well, I'm going to help people market their business online. So I actually started off with like social media, websites, um, strategy, all the different things. And I worked with a business coach who helped me understand why you need to narrow down. And the reason why I decided to pick website development, because it was in the highest need, um, 
people, I used to run Facebook ads as well. And people couldn't run Facebook ads if they don't have a website. Yeah. And that's something I came across. And so people, you know, the, the, the target market that I was trying to work with, which was agriculture and rural businesses, they didn't have a website. They, and so, so because it was in high need, it was something I could do pretty easily. And, um, that's what the market was telling. That's where people were telling me to go. That's ultimately why I decided to go with that. Uh, it just made the most sense. And so, and there's not a lot of great web developers out there. And although there's a, there's a lot of web developers, there's like so many people out there who can make you a website. There's a lot of people who can't do it very well for you. And so I was determined, okay, not, not that I love websites. Like I don't necessarily love coding, right. Or, or websites. Um, but I said to myself, okay, if I'm going to get this business off the ground, I'm going to learn everything I possibly can about what makes a good website, you know, what my clients need. And so I started off with my very first client, right. And I think I charged like $800 for the website. And I learned so much from that very first client, like, okay, so I know how to code and develop a website, but I don't really know what needs to be put on the website. Like what's the strategy, what pictures go where. And, and so that's when I started going down this rabbit hole, um, where I learned a lot about story brand from Donald Miller. He's also the owner of business made simple and I started to learn about, okay, so you need a clear message, like, okay, so you need to have words that move people, okay, you kind of need to have a strategy, and I, like I said, I dove headfirst into, into story brand and business made simple, and I learned so much from them, and I kind of used a little bit of their strategy and incorporated my own strategy that made sense for my ideal client, but when it came to what my ideal client needed, they needed a website built from top to bottom, including graphic design, the copy creation, the development, the strategy. You know, people come to me and they're like, well, I need a website. And what that meant to me was they they needed all of that in between. Whereas most web developers, they just develop the website. You're responsible for the graphic design and the strategy and the copy creation. My clients needed all of that. So I decided to create a package that included all of that. And yeah. that's kind of really when my business took off, you know, and I started to land consistent clients because that's what people need. And so my business took off because I saw that I could solve a problem and that's what people needed. Um, and then I eventually dove into the business coaching side, which is what, what I really love. Yeah, but yeah. my my website development company has done well because of the simple fact that I solved I solved my clients' problems. You mentioned strategy a few times there, and I happen to know that it's something that you're quite obsessed with. I wondered if we could sort of focus on that first of all, in terms of how your website and your website strategy relates to your overall business strategy. Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, so basically, you know, it's just, it's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Like you are here to solve a problem for your business, for, for your clients. That's what your business does. So it's important to communicate that on your website as well. What is the problem that your ideal customer or your ideal client is experiencing and how does your offer or your product, your service, how does it solve that problem? Why should they buy from you? What are you going to help them get? What's that transformation? And when you think about your business strategy, it's it's kind of the same thing. Like I'm creating offers that are going to help solve people's problems. And I'm also taking into account 
what is the transformation that they're going to have after they buy from me? And so creating a website is actually a lot easier because you're just reiterating what you're talking about all the time anyways, or what your, you know, your business model is. Yeah. I found it a really, I found it actually a really useful process. I made my my website with a with a designer last year, and at the time when I was actually sort of planning the business itself and sort of planning the strategy and actually going through that process with him as well, when we were talking about the design with the design of the site, but also the content of the site, like you said earlier, with the customer in mind, I found it a really useful thing to then actually in my own head think about okay so how am i selling how am i selling this to my customer yeah yeah and and the, like you said that's that's as easy as it can be um but a lot of people think a lot of business owners think that they have to talk about how great their business is on their website and you know we're we're the best at this or we have the best meat in the world we have the best quality meat and that's not really what it's about it's you know you're you're not going to move people forward by by saying those things but if you talk about their problems and their pain points and what they're struggling with that really catches their attention i mean same with us right i think about my own consuming behavior and how i buy things it's like when people talk about my problems and pain points and struggles i start to pay attention to them so if we're thinking of uh, the customer, the client in mind, and we're thinking of making a website that is user-friendly, that's going to be effective, what are some of those key elements that we need to think about, the nuts and bolts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just going to go through our basic strategy, um, and this can be used for all of your pages, uh, but I like to break it out into sections. And the first section that you want to include is the, what we call the hero section. And the hero section should should simply include who you help, how you help them, and the transformation that you provide. And that simple statement or sentence that you include on that hero section is going to tell people exactly what they need, exactly what they need to know right away, right? So they're not sifting through trying to figure out what does this business do? What are, you know, what are what are they about? Right away, they know exactly what you do and how you can help them. Okay, and then after that hero section, we dive into what I call the problem section. Right away, you want to talk about your ideal customer, your ideal client's problems, whether it's like bullet points or it's a paragraph. And you can go to my websites to kind of uh, the websites we've developed to get a good understanding of what I mean here. But that section, second section, section should be all about their problems and pain points. Very specific things, right? We don't want to get broad or vague because broad or vague doesn't it doesn't mean anything. And then we dive into what I call the solution section. So the solution section is simply talking about how your offer can help solve their problem. I also refer this to uh, as the guide section as well. It kind of just depends on your business structure and you know who you're serving, but it should incorporate either like the, the solution or, or the guide or both. Meaning if you're the guide, you're talking to people about how you're like, you're telling people, Hey, I see, you know, how much you're struggling and we understand we've been there. Here is what we can do to help you. Cause this is how we've helped several other you know companies. Uh, so you're showing them that you see them, you're, you're expressing empathy. That's a big piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And then you're demonstrating authority and you can, you know, demonstrate authority in several different ways, whether it's testimonials or you talk about how many clients you've helped work with. Um, 
And then after, so after you've gone through, you've simply stated, you know, the problems, the solution, then we want to dive a little bit more into the, uh, the three-step process. Okay. The three-step process and how to work with you. So people at this point are probably pretty intrigued, right? They're like, okay, this sounds pretty good. Like, what does it look like to move forward? Just like you were talking about with the example of the networking group that you had no idea what to do next. And if we don't tell people exactly what it looks like to move forward, then they're probably not gonna, going to because it's too confusing. And we don't want to confuse people. We want to make it very, very simple. And so the three-step process can, you know, look like how to get started or what it looks like to, to find success with you. So for example, I'm just looking at my uh, Snowy Mountain Marketing website. And the first step is to book a call with our team. We'll talk about your current website. Step two, we'll create a strategy. And then step three, we'll launch your new website. Like mm -hmm. it's so simple, but it helps people understand, oh, okay, that's what it looks like to, you know, to work with them. And then I have a book a call button right below that where people can book a call at the time that is that best works for them. And, you know, it's not confusing on, do I call them? Do I contact them? Like, how do I get started? It's very, very simple. And then after that, you know, you can add in some more testimonials. Testimonials are huge for a website. If you've worked with somebody in the past, whether they're, you've, they've paid you or not, then gather up some testimonials that showcase the success that you've been able to help them ac accomplish. Because it's easy for us to talk about like, hey, we can help you, but it's a different story when you actually have people showing other, you know, showing ver via the testimonials just how much you've helped them and the problems you solve. That's kind of like that credibility of that authority piece. And then the next thing you can do is inc include a transitional uh, call to action which is like a download this guide or jump on our email list. If somebody's not quite ready to work with you, then they might be interested in, you know, staying in contact somehow. And that might be through a free guide, a free resource, a free video. Right. And so get that email from them. And then you're now they're on your email list and you're, you know, you're contacting, contacting them through, through your email. So, so those are kind of the main components that we, we like to look for and, and include on every single website. Now it, you know, based on your, your business and who you're targeting, we can add in different things that would make sense to continue to help that customer. Um, but we don't want it to get too long. We don't want there to be so many words on there that people are just scanning through. And so it's very, very intentional and it's very strategic the way you put it together. Mm. Oh, I really like that. So, so much good stuff in there. And I, I'm just thinking if a, um, when a client approaches you for the first time, what would you expect them to have already in terms of what information would you need to get the website kickstarted? What we like to look for is, okay, how long has this business been in business? Are they just starting? Have they worked with clients or customers before? They don't necessarily need to have any material. Um, I mean, we we want them to get professional photos and such. But basically, we need to have some sort of data from them to be able to create the copy for the website. Like if they've never, like if they've never worked with a client, they have no idea what their services are and they have no idea what they're doing, then they're probably not going to be a good fit for us to help them build a website because 
they don't have anything right yeah. they don't have anything to tell <laughs> us and so it would be a waste of their money but if they've been in business for you know six months to a year. I mean, even if they're just starting their business, it's okay too, but they need to have some data. They need to know what they're doing. They need to have some type of business direction, their services or products laid out, their ideal customer. Um, they need to have a good idea of who they want to work with and kind of those business basics. And then once we have some sort of data like that, we can take it, create the copy, speak directly to that ideal customer. Digging into this a little bit more in terms of the copy and and, and the content itself, um, just want to talk about SEO for a bit, um, search engine optimization and and the role this plays and and how much do you think about that at, the, at that early stage? Yeah, that's a great question. So SEO is complicated, um, as you might know, <laughs> but but if it just depends on their ideal client too. If their ideal client is Googling their product or service in their area, SEO is going to be very, very important. But at the same time, SEO is, you don't have to spend as much money on SEO as, as people think. Some companies will reach out to you and say, oh, if you you know give us a thousand bucks a month, we'll get you to the top of Google. Well, because we're rural businesses, if we have a Google account, like the free Google My Business account, we're yeah. going to most likely be to be the to the top. Yeah. And so, it, like I said, it kind of depends if you're like an online business and you, you know, you rely heavily on Google searches, then we're probably going to want to invest more into SEO. Then if you are like a locally based business, mainly the SEO we want to focus on is, okay, we want to get your Google, my business account set up and maybe a few keywords. So for example, one of my, the first clients I worked with, um, he is a septic service business and he's like, Hey, I want you to get me to the top of Google. And he, and he lives in a town, probably, a, a you know, a hundred thousand people. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try to get you to the top of Google. I spent hours learning about SEO and, <laughs> and what it takes and it, and, and what I, what it came down to was I studied what his customers were typing in. So okay. emergency septic service, 24 hour septic service, um, you know, septic service, Helena, Montana, something like that. So I made sure to incorporate those basic keywords into the different pages. And now he's to the top of Google. Now there's only like, you know, six competitors, six or seven competitors, and yeah. all of those competitors don't know a thing about SEO. They don't necessarily have their website optimized. So it's actually a lot easier to get to the top of Google if you're a rural or, you know, even an ag-based business. It does depend, but most of the time it's it's pretty easy to to be able to be found on Google. Okay. What about if you're selling uh, a product or maybe a service, but more likely a product directly from your website? So you're, you're an e-commerce site itself. Um, how does that impact on your strategy for the website? Yeah. So if it's an e-commerce based business, we still want to have a clear message. So that homepage is like, okay, what does this business sell? Like what, you know, is it like, is it food or is it clothing? Like what's the main products that they're selling? And then we kind of work downwards from there. And then as we branch off into the different pages, we get even more specific. You know, when it comes to e-commerce, most of your pages are going to be the product pages. And so, but you still want to, you still want to talk about like, okay, how is this product? Like, why should somebody buy this product? Like, for example, why should somebody buy this beef 
over your competitors. And so we yeah. still want to bring in some of that, that messaging that attracts your ideal client into each and every product. Um, the, the, the strategy doesn't necessarily change. Um, we still use those basic components. You just might not have as many pages with that main strategy that I talked about, if that makes sense. Okay. We just might break yeah. it up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that, that that makes sense. And uh, just turning, I realize I'm, I'm jumping about a lot here, but uh, I suppose thinking next of your long-term management of your site. So thinking of your analytics, um, thinking of keeping your website updated. It's very easy, isn't it? As I certainly fall into this camp as well at times of thinking, yeah, you've got your website up there. You, you, you know that your customers are coming through, um, but how important is it that you, A, update it maybe you have a blog um on the site as well and b you look at those analytics and you make decisions from those it's very important to update your website um having an outdated website is almost worse than having no website at all because all your information is outdated you know your your site might not be functioning like it should be it would just be it'd be similar to that storefront example where you know if your storefront is like not functioning and like, you know, there's leaks and there's stuff not stuff not working correctly. It doesn't look good. It, the environment kind of sucks. People are, people are not going to go there. People don't, you know, <sighs> people think, ah, oh, this person doesn't take care of their business. They almost think the same thing for your website. Your website needs to be updated as, as much as your business is being updated. So, I mean, I think at least once a year you need to go through, you need to um, look at the site, See if anything's changed because if you're growing, most likely your website is going to change. Most likely your business structure and strategy and your ideal client is going to change. And so we want your website to reflect that as much as possible at all times. And not only that, but like kind of the technical side, you know, you want to be updating it every single week in terms of the plugins or the, the tech side of things, making sure it's secure. So you actually want to get in there at least once a week and update those things. But as far as the content, yeah, you should be updating it once a year. Um, I I think I created my Allie Robbins business coaching site. It's Probably, I, I we just redid it a little bit about a year ago, but I'm already ready to update it again. I'm already yeah. ready to kind of rebrand, restructure because I've got a totally different thing going on. And so, um, you know, people look at people look at your website more often than you think. And so, it's very, very important to to keep that on your radar. As far as like analytics, again, I think it depends on your business strategy and structure and what what you got going on. Um, like for example, I don't necessarily look at my analytics as much as I should. I look a lot more at my analytics on my Instagram account because that's where yeah. all my people are hanging out. But one of my clients, they are a cattle broker and they they buy and sell cattle. And they have like, you know, sometimes thousands of views on their website a day. And so it's probably pretty important for them to be looking at which pages are they, which pages and lot catalogs are they looking at most? Which one, you know, making sure that uh, it's being easily found, making sure that they're not missing anything in the back end. Um, and so, you know, as far as the analytics, yeah, it, it, I think it depends on is it going to help you with your decision making. Um, if it is, then it's important to look at. If it's if it's not, like like I gave my example of my Allie Robbins then 
maybe we don't need to look at into it as much. Um, but it is something that we have on all, our, all of our client websites because you never know, like in a year, the analytics might become important to you. And so you have all of that data now from the last year to look at, at least to give you that starting point. So even if you don't think you're going to use the analytics, like put it on your website anyways, you, you just never know where your business is going to be in a year or two years. Rural Business Focus is brought to you from Rural Pod Media, the only podcast production agency to specialize in the rural sector. We're on a mission to make rural stories mainstream and help businesses, organizations, and communities like you to tell your story through podcasting. Podcasting is a fantastic way of connecting with your audience, whoever that might be, getting your message out there and networking with leaders in your niche. Rural Pod Media can help you by launching your new podcast or helping you with the technical side. We also provide podcast training and an audit service if you already have a podcast, but you're not sure where to take it to next. For more information or to book a call, visit ruralpodmedia.co.uk. That's ruralpodmedia.co.uk. Uh, updating contents made me think of uh, updating prices as well because this this sometimes happens that it can be an easy thing to forget that actually oh you've increased your prices but on your website it's saying the same thing but it's made me think about putting prices on your website uh, there in the first place people tend to tend to disagree sometimes as to whether this is a good or a bad thing what, what are your thoughts and obviously it depends on what your business is whether it's a product whether it's a service or whatever it is yeah, yeah. If you're if you're a product based, probably you know, obviously you probably want to put your your price on there for yeah. people to buy. But if you're a service based like we are, then maybe it. I think it depends on where you're at in your business. So, for example, when I first started my business, I didn't put my prices on because I was still kind of trying to figure out my pricing structure. I was still figuring yeah. out, you know, do I increase? Do I decrease? And I was trying to get as many people on a discovery call as possible so I could learn, so I could, you know learn about learn about them their struggles now that my business is pretty established um we usually we don't put the price directly on the website but if you go to like the book a call button uh and people are you know filling out the the time that they want to book on the form that where where i have them fill out their information it does say prices start at x y and z and that's because i'm to the point in our businesses where we I don't necessarily just want to talk to anybody and their dog. I want people that are serious about wanting to build a website or, you know, do business coaching with me. I want them to know that this is an investment. It's not, it's not going to cost $500 for a website. So, and also it kind of, like, like I said, it kind of vets out the people up front. Like if they're just looking around and searching, they're not really serious. I don't really want to get on a call with them. If they're pretty serious and they do want to learn more, and they are okay with that number. They don't. They haven't agreed to it, but they're okay with it. They're <laughs> they've seen it. Then then they're probably going to move forward. And so so I think it just like you said, it depends on where you're at in your business. If you're getting a ton of people booking calls with you, and you're just like these are not my ideal clients, then maybe it's time to consider to put your pricing on your on your site somewhere somewhere. It doesn't have to be super obvious. Yeah, there can be a little bit of a strategy behind that. Mm. No, no, that's some good advice there, I think. Um, obviously, uh, more and more of us are looking at websites on our phones um, a lot of the time. Uh, 
Um, so just some thoughts from you on mobile optimization, cell phone optimization, um, and what you consider, I suppose, when designing um, a site with phones in mind. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So Holly is my web developer and she knows all about this, but <laughs> I will tell you, we, we make sure every single one of our websites are mobile friendly. Like it is a absolute must in today's world, right? Most people, and if you look at some of the analytics on our on our back end of our accounts, most people are look, looking at websites on their phones. And so that's just like an that's not even a question for for our packages is like we design it and we actually have a theme that we use that considers mobile friendly for every single site that we use. If you don't have mobile friendly then you're in trouble. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, and just moving on from that as well, uh, I mean, that's obviously way past the trend, but I mean, trends, I, I, I like to follow trends in, in the podcast world, and I'm guessing that, that the, the website world is very similar. So just interested in what uh, the trends are and if there are any emerging trends. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I don't actually keep up on the website development trends as much as I should because I will I will say this. My developer Holly, she keeps up on a lot of the technical, you know, WordPress trends. I keep up more on the marketing side of the websites because that's kind of where my strength is in Snowy Mountain Marketing. And what I will say is, yeah, like you need a website for your business for one. It just completely changes the game in terms of credibility and authority for your business. But two, and almost more importantly, you need a strategy you need it your your messaging needs to be clear this goes back to human psychology and the way we work like if you have a website that is too easy too difficult to read or comprehend people will most likely leave your site within 5 seconds and so i kind of keep up on like the user functionality the the psychology behind humans because it's so intriguing to me in terms of like how much do we need to invest into a website? What do we need to, you yeah. know, to have on it? And I'm always looking at the human psychology, how people think, how how humans work. And um, and so yeah, like if we are not super clear right away, then people will leave. If you have a ton of text on the site or it's it seems overwhelming, people will leave. If you have everything under the sun about your business on the website people will leave. It's just too overwhelming. And so it, it think, you know, you could take back and take a step back and like, think about your own, your own behavior when it comes to us looking at websites. Usually I'm kind of scrolling pretty quick. I, I want to get to the point like yesterday. So, um, so those are the things I consider for our strategy piece of, of our websites. Okay. Um, psychology sort of leads me on to think about, um, AI, uh, artificial intelligence and, just really interested in your thoughts on this, on on what the what the role AI might play, I suppose, in, in future um, when it comes to web development. But as I don't, I don't get you on very often, so I'm just just interested in your thoughts on AI generally. Yeah, yeah. So I think AI is interesting. I think it'll play a huge part in in our businesses in many different ways. I where where I'm using it right now, kind of. I don't use it a whole lot is if I'm feeling stuck about like a certain name or a specific topic, yeah. then I might ask, you know, chat GTP or whatever, like what's a good name for this? 
But in my experience, I haven't really even gotten good responses because you can't replace the human brain, you know? And so when it comes to like your content creation, there AI is not, it's really going to be really hard for AI to replace you. And so I haven't used it as much as I probably should. I am all for it because AI is only going to make our lives easier. It's only going to make our jobs as business owners easier. And so if we can lean into it as much as possible, great. I just haven't leaned into it as much as I should. Um, but I am interested in where it's going and where it's taking, you know, our world. And and even in the ag world, I mean, it's just crazy. Um, a lot of people are scared of it, but I, I think it's just, a lot of people were scared of the internet, you know, when the internet yeah, was coming absolutely. out. Yeah, yeah. and so- AI is kind of one of those things that it's it's gonna it's only gonna help make our lives easier. And so I think as a business owner, it is our job to see how it can benefit us the most. But like I said, I haven't I haven't used it a whole lot like I should have. Yeah, I think it's yeah that that's that's it, isn't it? It's using it as a tool, knowing how it can work for you um, and and your business, but also trying it. I think that's the important thing. It's it's being aware that it is there and it is around and it is growing and it's going to be a thing going forward. So I think it's really important that we do all at least experiment a bit with it and decide how we can use it. Um, mm -hmm. Ali, this has been great. And there's been so much good content. And just before we go, sort of any other specific advice, I suppose, that you have for listeners on websites, that if, maybe if they're just starting out, they're thinking about designing a website or they already have a website, but they're thinking of giving it a refresh. Yeah, I would say uh, for those who are, you know, just starting their business, obviously funds are limited. And so it is very important, though, to have a website. I mean, that's where we all go. If you can do it yourself, get something up. Uh, like I said, we have a website course. It's called the Ultimate Website Course for Your Business. I'll send the link to you, Ben. Oh, that's but awesome. I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. And and it walks you through how to create a website for your business. It's not an e-commerce site. Um, so if you have products, it's you know, this is not gonna be for you, but it will help you get something for your business set up. And if you are if you've been in business for a while and you you know your website sucks and you know you need a refresh, make <laughs> the investment because it's just gonna be worth it in the end. Not only at least if you worked with us, not only do we help you with the website piece, we also help you with your branding piece. We update your your fonts, your logos, if you want your your color palette to where you can then take that to any marketing material, your social media, any guides that you have. Um, and so it just helps you look way more professional. And like I said, it's a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, I don't want to invest into a website and completely get it. It's like one of the last things we want to do. But when you are, when your website, your new website is up and running, you're just going to feel so much more confident and yeah. your, your potential clients are going to look at you in a completely different way. They're going to be like, wow, this, you know, this business is really growing. And, and it goes back to that human psychology. How do you, how do you look? How you, do you make people feel? And so, um, so update your website. If you haven't in a while, get, you know, get some help with it. If you, if it's not your thing, if you don't want to dive into the nitty gritty tech side, just get some, get somebody on your side to help you with it. Our listeners, and I think that that's going to be the call to, call to action today. Actually, really think about your website. Think about where you are at the moment. Think about what you could do to improve it, and yeah, and think about reaching out. 
reaching out to those who who know more than you do, which is yeah, it's it's what I what what I try to do quite a bit. Um, Ali, is there anything uh, as a podcast community that that we can sort of help you with? Can we follow anything? Where, where can we go to 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 help you? Yeah, if you want to follow Snowy Mountain Marketing um, for website help, you can follow our Instagram account. It's just Snowy Mountain Marketing. That's our handle. Um, if you're looking for some free resources, uh, the Ultimate Website Checklist, I'll also link that in in the um, in your show notes, Ben. That will help you a lot as well, um, just because it kind of gives you a good idea. Like it goes over what we talked about today. Like everything under the sun of what you should have on your website, privacy policies, copy creation, all of the things. Um, and so, yeah, just follow along. And if you're, if you ever have any questions, reach out, I'd be happy to, I'd be happy to answer them. Amazing. Thank you, Ali. And just before you go, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask all guests when they come on the show, um, which is, uh, what do you do so that you keep focused at the moment? Is there anything that you're doing new in 2024? Um, to keep focused on where you're going? Yes. Um, I'm trying to do more of some like block planning, time blocking my schedule. If Gosh, I, don't I need, I need have, to do that more. <laughs> yes. If I don't have like yesterday, I feel like was kind of a waste because I didn't have anything on, you know, the, the agenda to do. I kind of was just floating around looking at social media and that's when I start to get distracted, shiny object syndrome comes in, and then I'm off to the next thing when I need to be focusing on the current projects I have. And so um, time blocking and really just planning ahead, it, it's always helped me stay focused and stay on track. Brilliant. I think that's definitely something that we can all learn from. So, so thanks for that. Um, <laughs> but though, honestly, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's uh, yeah, been an absolute pleasure having you. Yes. Thank you so much, Ben. I'm so glad we could we could do this again. Yeah, that's been fun. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, huge thanks to my guest, Ali Robbins. Um, and thank you very much for listening. Uh, next time, we'll be looking at PR and asking, what is PR anyway with Sarah McCracken? Uh, for now, though, I will leave you in the way that I leave you every episode. Try to do one thing this week that helps you progress and one thing that helps someone else. Keep focused and I will see you next time.